88.5 RRR. You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Oh, my name is Jeremy. You're on Quiet Fire, the show where we celebrate the great female vocalists through history. And recently, thank you once again to Claire from the Astrals, who was just on the show. I urge you to jump on Spotify and give her recent single 23 a listen. It's an absolute cracker i'm a big big fan joining me in the studio now is one of my more nervous guests to date Seth hotbake a friend of myself and a friend of the shows thank you so much for coming in and joining me today thanks for having me now says you released very very bravely released your um debut album <laughs> ep on christmas day last <laughs> yeah. year is that correct yes i did why did yeah. you choose that day I kind of didn't. Um, I did a really silly tweet on Christmas Day, just just accidentally, or it could have been the day before. Um, I wasn't doing anything on, on Christmas Day. Uh, then this silly silly tweet got popular, and I did the classic "I will tack on a project" to the the tweet, but then didn't really have one, um, and had been meaning to upload the EP for a long time. Um, that's sort of just how it worked out. But then that is kind of on brand for me to do something that silly. V- very on brand. Like, <laughs> is, the, um, is, the, is the popular tweet suitable for community radio? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. No, sorry. I'm, I'm sure people at home can use their favourite search, search engine in, in any case to find out a little bit about that. The EP is absolutely, it's, it's ridiculously good. I oh, mean, I'm a you. massive, massive, massive fan. And it's been... Um, around for a long time being that you sort of let's say did a kanye and just released an album flippantly do you have (laughs) lots of other albums that you could do that with no um that one i'd been only been sitting on it for a couple of months but the songs were sort of a bit old um i did i I did actually find a whole album in an old soundcloud though which i don't want to release but no not really I've, i've got a lot of things that haven't been recorded yeah right lots and lots of like i have a big back catalog yeah that has not been recorded a lot so waitress <laughs> that one of the songs off it was released in 2018 that's mm. like about 18 months previous who did the album art the album art's really beautiful as well did you make that yourself or is that someone else andy um my one of my bestest friends andy did the did the mush from the wink cover which i was really happy with yeah, cool. Tell me about that. Um, the 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 EP title, "Mush from the Wimp." Is it is it some sort of self depreciation? Um, yeah, it isn't. It isn't. Um, it's actually from a headline of the Boston Globe that went to print but shouldn't have. Uh, it was a, a placeholder headline for an article uh, about Jimmy Carter, and I think the actual title, the headline that it should have had was that all must share the burden. I think he was talking about, like, taxation. But some cheeky posts at the Boston Globe just put in this placeholder of more mush from the wimp. Um, But it accidentally went to print and ran with a bunch of copies. Yeah, right. (laughs) I just thought it was really funny because that's funny, but then it sounded nice, like mush from the wimp, but then also was a bit self-depreciating as well, so I thought it really fit. Yeah, right. That's it's it's a very very cool title. And you play? Do you play the piano that happens throughout yeah. the record as mm-hmm. well? Yeah. Has that been something you played forever and ever? No, not at all. Um, I had no musical training 
at all, uh, but decided to maybe get some piano lessons when I was about 27. Yeah. Because I wanted to be able to show the band I was in at the time song ideas, but ended up really liking it. So I just kept doing it. Yeah, fun. right. So you you do have a really um, deep musical background playing in bands around Sydney for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about any of those? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to take my lead on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i um, done all sorts of like silly one-off things. I think the first time I ever performed in front of someone was a work function when I was about 18 uh, to in like a some sort of Australian Idol spoof of which Courtney Act was one of the judges and she described me as pitchy, um, which is true sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from then, I think I just uh, did, I was gigging at the Sando once a week for about a year, but then I got, um, I joined Waco or the Women's Auxiliary Choir. I made Somnia very kindly asked me to join. Got more confident, then ended up forming the band Pills with yep. Andy, Andy Gohol, who did the cover. Um, my mate Jasper. Um, Shout out Jasper. Cool. Shout out Jasper. <laughs> Bistro. Uh, <laughs> and, but, but then that sort of fell apart and I went, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, Hands right. And hips and went from there. So. Of course, I, I, are the Women's Auxiliary Choir still mm. um, kicking? Yeah. We never made, we never went out of our way to book shows. We were always yeah. just asked to be in shows yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and then I think it's sort of all of us ended up being in other projects which was cool um, yeah. so it's unofficially on hiatus but we've been talking about wanting to do another show because they're so much fun I love playing with Waco yeah but great they're, they're, it's a really great experience to see live tell me about Thank your you. songwriting process so uh, uh, is this something that you actually sit down and do or is it you know you, it's taken you quite a long time to put this EP together is it um, <laughs> something that just comes to you on a daily basis? Or? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, sometimes music will come first, sometimes words will come first. Uh, but I'm always a bit of a bit of a iPhone notes app gronk, and will write anything that pops into my head. Sometimes while sober, sometimes not. Um, and then we'll sort of bash them into shape over a. Sometimes really quickly. I think one of the ones on the EP sprung. The whole thing took me about 10 minutes, but then some of them I'll start a little bit uh, one year and then not come back to a chunk of lyrics for sometimes years before then putting them to music. So, Yeah, no, it's very, very cool. Um, Thank you. I don't know where I'm up to here. You know what? <laughs> I might, um, I'm going to cut to a song. This hmm. is your song, Waitress. Are you up to listening to your own music? Yeah, well, kind of have to. You have to <laughs> all of the time. This is Waitress. It's beautiful. Says Thank Hot Bake, 2 triple R. This is quite far. Waitress there by Sess Hot Bake, who is humming quietly in the background. <laughs> That's what I do. An absolutely beautiful song. So we were just talking in the break about you've got, uh, you're about to record an album in the next month. Yeah, well, I'm also. actually done most of my bits on it. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're playing the um and but by the sounds of it, it's kind of different to yeah. the EP. Yeah, um, in a good way, I hope. I think so. Um, but there's lots more instruments because obviously yes. that's very very sparse. Yeah, super sparse the EP. Um, but yeah, lots we've got strings coming in. Uh, we've got some synth synthy stuff, which is cool. Yeah, cool. Drums. But I take it it's not something I can move my body to. I'm not getting a sense that you're nah. writing you're writing dance music anytime soon. Nah, yeah, nah. 
I was like, Pills had some bangers, I reckon. Some certified bangers. Pills did have some bangers. (laughs) But but yeah, no, it's still not quite danceable. Yeah, um, cool. I'm even reluctant to put in drums sometimes. I always want only only little bits, but yes, more sad sad lady songs. It's kind of my jam. Sad lady songs. (laughs) Speaking of reluctance, though, I I had a feeling about this album and I'm going to float an idea with you because... Uh. um, yeah, I'm not that. I'm. I'm not sure you're gonna like this, but anyway, <laughs> I. I was thinking a lot about this album and listening to it a lot this week, and I was thinking of um, Beth Gibbons from uh, Portishead, mm. of course, mm. and sort of on her personal brand is not only her ability to sing, but as anyone who's seen the the live in NYC, you know, she smokes a packet of Marlboro Reds. Yeah, and then <laughs> when I was thinking about sort of comparisons to your music for whatever reason i was thinking about the the beautiful husky uh vape voice whereas there's like you know there's (laughs) there's the cigarette voice Mm. that beth gibbons has and now i'm gonna float this idea of vape vocals do you is that actually a thing because that's sort of in your personal brand as well oh it is (laughs) i am a vape lord it's true I, i hope it's a thing if it's not known to be a thing i'm gonna i'm actually gonna start telling people that that's a thing Make may make it part of my legend. Like a Joni Mitchell's a billion a billion durries a day, Beth Gibbons, like similar. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh, it's all I'm actually a little bit husky today almost because um too much vapor evidently. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I oh that's so good. Yeah, I'm using that my vape vocals. I just think it's definitely a thing because yeah, the smoking became such an evident part of so many vocalists' sound mm, for such totally. a long period of time. So I'm yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's just it's just an idea. I don't really know if it's true or not. Calling it no, it is. We're deciding it is. So when we when we discussed you coming on the show, and I'm so so glad that you did. Um, Thank you. On a, on a personal le- and a professional <laughs> level, of course, but. You sort of hinted at wanting to talk about the people who inspired you more than um, your own songs. Tell me a little bit about that. So you had a bunch of artists that um, I had never really heard of, and I'm really here to be educated on what I should be listening to and don't. Oh, mad. Sick. Yeah, I was uh, was at Hazy hazy Memories of said conversation on account (laughs) of I was... I was a drunk, um, but um, I think the two that I would normally go off about would be Mary Margaret O'Hara and Barbara Dane, um, two very different time periods. Uh, Barbara Dane is still going at about 93. She emailed me. It was really exciting, uh, but sort of started her career singing outside like factory gates um, for striking workers, etc. and is... Then went on to work with everyone from, like, uh, I think, Muddy Waters to Louis Armstrong. Um, and on and it goes, and she's still still performing and still politically active, which I think is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Those, but, So her sort of mm. politics are really centric to her music, of course. Mm. Um, is that something that's sort of emerging in your music or it's not It's not something that interests you to write about? Nah, no, not particularly. Um, the things that, that Barbara Dean did, a lot of them are uh, like protest songs uh, like against the Vietnam War, etc. But she would do it with um, active duty GIs. Uh, me, uh, mm, I've, I've never really tried to write anything political and I think sometimes, unless you're super, super skilled at it, it just doesn't work. I think um, as an example, I think my favourite Joni Mitchell album is For the Roses, but I really can't stand the first track on it because 
it's political, but it comes across really preachy, which I think is hard to avoid if you're a musician writing yeah, absolutely. about political stuff. And yeah. I think the other thing is that for, for any of the political stuff to be given much credibility, unfortunately, you have to sort of suffer some degree of hardship in your life as well. I mean, mm. it's kind of... I'm not saying no one's. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. th- there has to be a reasonable cause or something mm. to raise rage against. In any case, Mary Margaret O'Hara. Tell mm. me about her. Um, a legend. Um, uh, <laughs> normally when with any musician or any any singer, I'll really like the stuff that they're doing, but won't really see any of myself in in them and who they are. Whereas this Mary Margaret O'Hara, uh, Canadian. Uh, most active 80s and 90s her in interviews she just sounds like an absolute nut bar um, and I love that I was like she's she's my people <laughs> but beautiful beautiful voice uh, it's actually the sister of Catherine O'Hara who is you may know as the mum in Beetlejuice um, but she only ever did one album uh, was sort of the reaction she got to that from her label sort of put her off ever ever doing it again so, yeah, there's one album, Miss America, released in 1989, probably my favourite album of all time. The, the phrasing, like her, like phrasing and, and tone of voice is just, I, I, it's just so good. Like, it's perfect to me. I yeah, think. absolutely. Um, I guess, um, yeah, I absolutely have to give it a listen. It's it's the stuff of sort of cult legend, I take it, is it? From, from yeah. what I understand it. She does have, yeah, cult sort of. And she she sure. played guitar, sang. What was she? What's sort of the format of the music? Uh, she sang uh, songs that she wrote. Most most of them are her own. She'll occasionally do covers. Uh, she would play with guitarists, but as far as I know, doesn't play any instrument herself other than her lovely voice. But I th- she did work with. Oh, wish I could remember his name. Miss America has guitars with uh, one of the blokes from XTC, who invented some sort of like infinite reverb pedal or something for the guitar that's on it. Infinite guitar. It's Michael <laughs> Brock is his name. There you go. Got it. Quick. But yes. Which I, I, don't, I don't know squat about guitar, but I I've been told can't tell cool. you. Oh, it's, it's, it's to do with the sustain, I believe. Right. Okay. There so you go. make guitar sound longer. Make guitar sound longer Infinitely again. longer. That's absolutely right. Infinite guitar. Legend. Um, but, yeah, that would be one of my... Those are probably my top two favorite, favorite, favorite um, women singers uh, that are maybe not quite household names. Yeah, absolutely. That I, that I ranted at you about at the pub. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I think we're going to cut to one more song because we're okay. running out of time. This is Cirque's Up from your EP. Mad. Thank you. Cirque's Up here on 2RRR 88.5. This is Quiet Fire. That was Cess Hot Bake. I can never say that. Sess Hot Bake. Oh, you got it. She is in the studio with me right now. Welcome back. Tell me, Thank what you. is a Cirque? Oh, um, that Douglas Cirque was a director of like really beautifully shot sort of Technicolor melodramas. Um, and I wrote that song because all my friends were annoying me by being really melodramatic about stuff that just like did not matter at all. So... Douglas and it's a cute pun. Sucks up. Yeah. up. Yeah. It's a really, really beautiful song. Sess, um, and I had something else I was going to say. To you. Oh, we were just talking off air about you improvising and having to learn your own song. So <laughs> I actually think that not only are you a great artist, but you also might Thank be you. one of Sydney's better cover artists 
as you cover your own songs. Yes, yeah. Trying to learn <laughs> each week how on earth that song you heard. Yep, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, I am not like, I really like playing piano, but I'm a terrible student in pretty much everything I do in that I will not practice or do my homework ever. So when I'll finally have a show booked, I essentially have to relearn all my own songs, which is particularly bad when I was recording the album and did a lot of improvisation. So playing them at a show, not only did I not really know how to, I wasn't practiced at them, but I just stone cold did not know how they went and had to listen to my own demos over and over again <laughs> in order to maybe almost get them and then write them down. Whew. Well, Cess, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having you me. You are, we usually at this time have a little bit of promo about your shows coming up, but you are still just fin putting the finishing touches on your album, which is coming out mid-year. So I really look forward to that. If I was at home hmm. desperately wondering, how can I find out more about Cess Hotbake? Where would I go? Oh, my internet, internet home is always Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is just Cess Hotbake, which is C-E-S-H-O-T-B-A-K-E. I had to um, pay the other Cess Hotbake about $15,000 to be given the handle. Oh, no. But, but I did get it back from a... It's a common name. <laughs> it's plenty of us around. Cess, thank you so much. 